This is episode three of Scribbled Thoughts. And in this episode, I will be covering two types of people. The first is the person who withstands the struggles that go along with depression. And the second person is the one who absorbs the pain and the struggling that comes from depression. Like I said, there were two types of people when it comes to depression. And I am both. I was once the first. Now I am slowly fading into the second. And that's going to be today's episode. So we might as well start with it. Right. The reason on why I was diagnosed with depression, there were multiple reasons, of course. And I understand I'm a teenager, and most teenagers tend to go through that. So who knows, it might all be fake. I hope not. Well, I hope so, but I highly doubt that. But I've never been too proud of what I looked like. And I know the physique of a human doesn't necessarily matter. It's the mind and the soul and the heart, etc. But to a certain extent, the physique does matter. And yes, I did put off 50 pounds, at least 50 pounds. I know there's a more specific number, but I did put off 50 pounds. But I'm still not exactly satisfied. Sure, I've got slimmer more comfortable. I don't wear hoodies all the time now, which is good. But still. And on top of that, family health issues that seem to increase my worried mind when it comes to these certain topics. And my family's health at the moment is not exactly the best. My mother stage four cirrhosis diagnosed with a lot of things right now long list at least 15 years my father daily smoker his lungs must be terrible sleep apnea he could die in his sleep any day unfortunately and the meds he's taken over his lifespan have messed with his emotions to the point in which it is nothing but bland, a void of emotion. And though the only thing I've really been diagnosed with was really depression, and I'm sure there's other things. Nothing too serious, though. Or not too many things that are serious that I've been diagnosed with. My grandfather, my, well, step-grandfather, shall I say, fought in Vietnam. PTSD, of course, comes from that. Losing memory, memory loss. And all of that. 
and then my grandmother, biological grandmother, on my mom's side. Well, she's, I mean, cancer. She has cancer, or had cancer. I'm not sure about the moment, but I hope that she doesn't, and she never will again. Pretty sure she's still got something in the back of her head, a leftover. She tilts her head the wrong way, pops her neck the wrong way, falls and hits it. She's done with. And they all have a commonality in my family. Diabetes. Seems like a joking topic, but serious in its nature. For the longest time, I laid back on all the unhealthy things, but after I was diagnosed with depression, it seems to all float back into my lifestyle. Unfortunately. Uh, but I try to change. Try. But for the longest time, I was that person who kept on trying to find a way out. Whether that be killing myself or going away, removing myself from the situation completely, forgetting about everything, leaving everything behind. And I thought that was the only way. But it's not. One day, I woke up just like that. And everything was... It was bland. It was bland for a certain amount of time. Sure, I went back, but I kept on looking for that feeling again to where nothing bothered me. And of course, in the last episode, I talked about that girl. When I met her, insecurities, fears, etc. went away. Now that she's absent in my life, it's fairly boring. Once again, it's boring. The light of my life. Gone. Only thing bringing any familiarity to excitement or suspense or having someone talk to you when you needed it and if you didn't need it. Never had that before, but since that's gone, it just went downhill. But anyways, I have found that I shouldn't have been looking for a way out, but instead a way in. A way to fix the problem. And yeah, of course, I tried fixing the problem several times. In many ways and shapes and forms. Never to succeed. But then again, I have not tried everything. I haven't, give pa I haven't given patience a chance. I am now, but at that point I had not. Letting things be, and if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. If it is, everything works out. Nobody said it was going to be easy. 
But sometimes you've got to do the things that are right, not easy. And this is one of those things. Living with the possibility that she will eventually completely move on and forget about me, which I see that happening now. She has not texted me back in two or three days. Three? You have three days. Rather unfortunate because she's talked to everybody else. She's only read my text. Hadn't said a word. And that's a different kind of pain. First moment I met her, I prepared for that pain. I prepared for any kind of pain because I knew it was too good to be true. That a girl so perfect could feel the same way. That everything could be so fine for so long. But of course I should have known better and trusted my instinct. And not have failed too quickly. But then again... It's not my fault. It's not her fault. It's love's fault. There's no such thing as mistakes. Love isn't something in which you command. Love is a leader in which you follow. And if you follow it for too long, you are bound to get lost. And I am lost. I see what I want to do in life. But getting there is nearly impossible in this stage. Nobody else is committed to the idea of making it big, getting their voices heard. Everybody's inside playing video games or talking with friends online. Texting, calling. Instead of meeting them, getting things done, not wasting their time. Not wasting a single moment, that's the point. I don't want to waste a single moment in my life. I want to get everything done, have everything said, so I have enough time left to enjoy the outcomes of my product or my or my products whatever that end up, ends up being I somewhat have a plan but I do indeed need help with that plan but people these days just don't seem to get it that the most precious thing that exists cannot be physical, or most of the time it can't be physical, but it is a concept, a construct, time, love, life itself, the presence of life, not even though life as a construct, a physical construct, can be seen as 
a very, very, very important thing. In which it is. I don't deny that fact. But the things that you cannot see seem to be the most important. Seem to tower other topics and other constructs and concepts. Love, life, time, they're all valuable in their own respectful ways. But there's no love to share anymore. Or at least nobody cares to. Time, it's wasted like it's nothing. Spent to the comfort of their home for too long, more than what you would rather spend your time in the comfort of your home as, it's unbelievable. And life. Some people, their parents ask them if they're fine. And the kid just says, well, yeah, I'm fine. But they're not. They're not fine at all. They just don't want to tell the woman that gave them their life, or the father that gave them their life, that they don't want that life anymore. And that's hard to think about. But the struggle and the pain that you are withstanding at the moment is very much necessary for your greater purpose or what you are bound to accomplish later down the road. And sure, you can try and mess with it all and you can try to change the path but did you you didn't pave the road so it's impossible really and if you mess with the road for too long you'll simply end up messing it all up and you'll have more trip ups if you keep on trying to mess with it the general flow of life. But many people do. They try their best to attempt and change it, but they can't. And some of them know 100% that they can't change it. Me? I know I can't change what has happened with the girl. But she, she can, she can change it. She can give me peace and I can try to change it in the heat of the moment. But even though I know I can't, 
I know I will try. I can sit there and deny the fact that I'll leave it alone, but it's just human instincts. Even if it's false, and what she believes and why she lost interest is true or false, it doesn't matter. Even if I do get my point across, it will not change her mind one bit. She won't even reconsider. But, that's what happens when you care too much about somebody. Not because of their looks, but because of their mind, heart, and soul. Their physique is about the least important thing to you. You try to, you take any work with them and spend time with them. You constantly make want to make sure that they're okay. You live in pain and fear every day that they could be as broken as you or as hurt as you. But you can't change that possibility and that kills you. Does any of it really matter? Well, in the great picture, the universe, nothing we do matters. But we live in a small canvas, Earth, where almost everything we do matters in some way, shape, or form. Nice gestures. Unnecessary assistance given to about anyone can brighten someone's day. Giving some peace of mind to somebody, to a disturbed mind, a stranger, Letting them know that everything will be okay. Those things don't matter on the grand scale, but they do matter on the small canvas in which we live on. And well, back on the depression topic, I've attempted suicide before, and the emotional pain, of course, outrules the physical pain. That's why people do it. Something scares them more than dying. Or something has scared them more than dying. That's what happened to me, and that's what happened to millions of other people probably billions across time but as many times as, as I've tried I never succeeded the 
the physical pain never outruled the emotional pain. I guess that that was my goal on those attempts, was trying to find something that hurt more than the emotional pain. So I had to do it, to try to put that emotional pain to the side. That's my reason. That's the grand reason why people do it. But it's not right. Lawfully, it's not right. And on life's laws, it's not right either. You were given the life for something. Whether you have accomplished that or you are yet to accomplish it has yet to be determined. But you were given life for some reason. Surely you were. Whether that be given to you by a god. Gods. Goddesses. Goddess. Or the universe itself. That's beyond us. And we'll never know. If there truly is a reason. If there truly isn't a reason. But even if there isn't a reason given to you. You can form your own reason. A passion. A determination. Whether that be your love. Maybe she, he or she is the reason you live. Or maybe it's a career. The fact that helping others. It could be anything. There's so many things that could be identified as your reason to live. And none of it sounds stupid. Because nobody's going to be able to understand your reason. Except for, except for you, they can accept it and they can respect it, but they, they just won't understand. Unless they are an exact copy of you. So there's no room to be judged or to judge for one's reason to live. And I believe that really that's all there is to say about that. That people should go, or the people that are going through depression and are simply taking in the blows and the struggle and the pain and suffering, etc. of depression. They shouldn't be looking for a way out, necessarily, unless there is definitely no hope left. And you'll know when there's no hope left.
but they should rather be looking for a way in. No matter if it makes sense or not. Here's, here, here's an analogy for you. When you go and you play an instrument, you don't work the piano, you play it, correct? So if you were to treat all your struggles and pains or your work as simply play, there will be no need for the word work. And just in that sense, in that anatomy, you could use that and you could transfer that into your depression. If you smile and you dance, even when there's no music being played, you can still listen to the music in your head and smile and dance. It's all in your head. Nobody else can hear it. Sure, they'll look at you weird. But after a while of you sitting there smiling, dancing, or replacing your work with play, after a while, you forget why you were even worrying in the first place. Because you'll have a smile on your face, and you'll be dancing, you'll get used to it. But then again, that doesn't work for everybody. Some people have struggles and pains that are just unimaginable. Terrible. And it's... And what I'm saying will never work on them. But there are very few people on this planet that have zero hope. And the people who say that they have zero hope, those kind of people... Some of those people do have hope. They just don't care to admit it. They know that there's always a possibility that things can turn around, whether that be 0.5%, or it be 68%, or 95%. Could be anything. The possibilities are endless. Everything could turn around in a blink of an eye, just like how it all went away in a blink of an eye. If it can all go away like just like that, it can all come back just like that. And I tell myself this every single day. She was gone just like that. No context, no reason. She said there wasn't even a reason. I don't know. I'm confused. I'm baffled by the situation. Still trying to comprehend that night two weeks ago. Everybody's trying to comprehend the situation. I don't even think she knows. But. I don't even know why I said that. I've lost track. 
Oh, yeah. I tell myself that every day. Because it's about the only peace I can have is the peace that I give myself. And I'm not the only one who does that. <clears throat> I know self-hope can kill you. Should have learned from that. But, sometimes, self-hope is about the only thing you've got left. And you've got to give it to yourself. Whether it ends up killing you in the end, at least it made you live past all the hard times. Until that final moment comes around where you realize either it was worth it and that you were right all along. That everything did work out and everything came back around and she's back in your life. Everything's happy. And it'll be like that forever. She's the one, they say. She's the one, I said. And... Well... Then it could go the other way. It could go the way that nobody wants to happen. Her finally getting what she wants. Her finally throwing away that guy that cares about her so much. That would give her the world, take a bullet for her, do this, do that. Just for a little bit of affection. Just an ounce of her attention. And she wants to throw that away. And the other way that could happen is deadly to the mind. Literally could kill you. And that alternate situation, or that alternate outcome, is them completely getting rid of you. Which you thought couldn't be possible. But turned out to be possible. But we try not to think about that. Please try not to think about that. Because even the thought hurts. And now I've got myself thinking about it. Well, this episode seems to be quite shorter. Not too short, but quite shorter than, you know, the average 50-minute, 45-minute mark that I usually reach for. 
but today's topic was necessarily short, yeah. But remember, stop trying to look for the way out. Start trying to look for the way in. Absorb the pain and the suffering and turn it into the joy that you have longed for. Just put a smile on that face, whether you want to or not. Just keep a smile on your face and live with it. And it is as simple as that. You don't have to feel happy. You just have to smile and dance until you are happy, until you get used to it. But that's what I'm going to leave you with. That's what I'm going to leave myself with. Thank you for listening to episode 3 of Scribbled Thoughts. And I will catch you sometime soon with episode 4.